0: hate when I can't see you. drives me crazy. Well, I can see why. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Okay. Okay. Did you notice I didn't go in on my lap? I went out on my lap.
1: You give your mic a blowjob every <laughs> time when you're podcasting. It's <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> quite a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be the opening of our show. <laughs> Welcome to... Holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck, two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy, holy fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClellan, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Holy Fox podcast. (laughs) I think
0: that we're faking it when we start this show by laughing, but (laughs) Krista always says something
1: very funny. We never fake it, Catherine. Come on. We're going to
0: talk about the opposite of faking it today. Have you ever faked it in your
1: relationship? (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever lied? Are you telling the truth? What is your deal?
0: What is your deal? Anyway,
1: (laughs) well, so yeah, so we're uh, in here to ask some questions today. Maybe it's not just about faking it in the bedroom. It's like, you know, are you faking it in your relationship? Yeah. How about when things... Are (laughs) you? No. Okay, good. Are any of our listeners faking it in their relationship? So, what has happened this week that is possibly maybe bringing up this topic of, you know, truth-telling, speaking up for your needs, not faking happiness? It. Yeah. It. <laughs> what is it, it that you fake? That might even be Ooh, a better question, right? Yeah.
0: Because we all fake it sometimes. And, of course, it's kind of appropriate to fake it sometimes because we're not always our 100% and our best and all that kind of thing. It's not really okay to fake it when you know you're faking it.
1: But, you know, we've been told, fake it till you make it. Yeah, so are we supposed true. to trust that?
0: <laughs> I guess to some degree we're supposed to trust that. But I think not faking it to other people maybe is probably
1: a good guideline. Good distinction, yeah.
0: And maybe you might decide to fake something together, like let's just pretend like this is going to work. <laughs> but if you're doing it by yourself and you're leaving someone out in the cold because they don't know that's what's happening... Um, could be some serious consequences, don't you think? Well,
1: let me ask that to you, since I think this story <laughs> is about you. <laughs>
0: Krista is pushing me again am, to come forward I with think something that's so very... I think so
1: important. Okay, so
0: it is really, really important, and it is current, and... And it's
1: sensitive right now. It's
0: sensitive, and that's who we are. Mm-hmm. So what you get from us most of the time, as often as we can give it to you, is the authentic experience of what's happening in our lives to invite you into following along, essentially, mm-hmm. and say, oh, yeah, that playbook. Yeah, I, I did that. So, if you were a football player, you'd have a playbook that you could go follow the play-by-play. Play. We're just giving it to you straight. Booyah. Booyah. So, and so, we're talking about telling the truth today. So, if you're curious, since we ta- started with saying faking it, uh, we're not talking about sexually right now, although we may circle around to that later. Well, maybe we are kind of talking. <laughs> so different kind of faking it. Um, so normally what we think of when we think of faking it, or at least I do, is that somebody's pretending to have an orgasm when they don't. And they're mm-hmm. doing that to for probably a couple reasons. What would be your number one reason, Christopher? for pretending you, have you ever done it?
1: well yes yeah i have yes of course yeah yeah and i in the way i justified it is oh well i care for this person and i don't want to hurt their feelings or i'm not going to have an or i like i just know i'm not going to have an orgasm and i want this to be done
0: (laughs) can the banging stop now
1: (laughs) and so i just go "Ah, ah,
0: ah,"
1: and then it will be over with and i can get back to my netflix (laughs) Could you give us that example again, Krista? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> well, I didn't want to, you know, Which I knew. really I, disappointing. Well, if I, I didn't really want to give my real voice because then everybody would know. So I went with, you know, Hello Kitty having an orgasm. I we thought were totally authentic, <laughs>
0: and you just gave the. Ah, ah, ah. So that was Krista faking a fake <laughs> orgasm.
1: So if you've ever heard that from me, that's what I was doing. <laughs> sorry sorry yeah so so we do it to save other people's feelings or i think that's what we're doing. yeah and or we don't actually know what we're wanting at the time and so we just go along with it and figure it out later right so where this conversation actually started
0: was having sex when you don't want to have sex and do we always know that does how does it show up all those questions that go through our minds so I am imagining that I'm not the only one who's had this experience, but you're with someone whom you usually like having sex with, and you usually experience a sense of awareness and openness with this person. And for some reason, you can't bring yourself into a place of wanting to make love to them. So you're being very vague
1: at the moment. Am I? As if okay. it hasn't happened to as you if recently.
0: It <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris is pulling your sweater off, so it's obviously happening. So back to
1: being authentic. Being authentic. You were so having an experience in my, of? In my
0: relationship, my partnership, I would like to call it. Uh, well, it was actually a relationship at that point because I was giving up on all the partnership values mm. that I have.
1: And Remind um, our audience the difference between a relationship and partnership.
0: Yeah. So relationship is when you're acting from instinct. Mm -hmm. And you are at the effect of your fear brain and your amygdala, which means you're just choosing for what is the most expedient and what is the best for you for your survival survival. too. Yeah. So it's instinct based and uh, partnership is based in love and it's based in caring for both people. And it doesn't have the same level of attachment to the outcome because your, your outcome that you're always attached to is loving.
1: Mm.
0: Not the other person, not the relationship and everything
1: else. So, Beautiful. So you and Mr. Delicious have been very committed very in partnership. Very committed in
0: partnership and very committed in loving. And suddenly, I started to notice I was feeling not present and not wanting to be sexual.
1: That's shocking to me.
0: It was shocking to me. (laughs) And what was the first thing I did with it? I thought there was something wrong with me.
1: Of course, that's what we do. It's
0: like, oh, I must be working too hard. I must be pretty stressed. I mean, that was probably fairly true, but... So I just kept thinking, or maybe I had... I started eating this new food plan that was uncomfortable for me. I'm like, oh, maybe it's the food plan. I'm just kind of tired. And I started doing all these funny things. Like one time I got up after we made love and I went in the kitchen and I ate anything I could find. I was convinced it was the food plan. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, forget my fucking food plan. I'm just going to have a bowl of cereal in the middle of the night. Because I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm hungry for something, but it wasn't food. I woke up in the morning. I didn't feel any better. I didn't feel any more like making love. Mm -hmm. I was surprised. It still was me. I was looking at, okay, well maybe I'm stressed. Okay, well maybe this is going on, that's going on. And at some point I don't exact No, I know what happened. It was our our 7 month anniversary. Mm. For whatever reason because I know that I am not completely in charge of my own life and my own emotions all the time and there are other forces that are interacting with me. I woke up that morning in tears. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even tell you what my tears were about. But what I think it was probably was that I had been going days without telling the truth. And I didn't know which truth it was that needed to be said. It was nothing about my partner. It was me. At least the first level was going to be about me. So I needed to have a conversation where I told the truth and I had been stuffing it and stuffing it.
1: But you weren't aware that you were stuffing it?
0: No. Well, I was, you know, that stage where you're trying to get through it and sort it out yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and and life is busy and so things are happening. You're like, oh, I'll get to this later. I'll get to this later.
1: Well, we should do that. We should sort as much as we can out before going and involving someone else in our drama or in this. I feel like we should be really self-aware and take care of our needs until we get to the point where we're like, okay, now I'm bumping up against where I don't know and I think I need some assistance with it.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. And I think that in this case... Telling the truth, which is what we're talking about, was probably the easiest place to go. I could have told the truth three days before if oh. I really had trusted, but I kept telling myself it was about me. I kept saying, oh, I must be going, I am have something going on, and so I'm not going to bring it up. Instead of, in our partnership, I'm experiencing not wanting to be sexual. Right. And
1: so... So what, that would be the difference between being in the relationship and being partnership. Exactly. Like if you had stepped right into partnership right away, you would just say I'm having this experience. I don't know what it is. Just letting you know. Relationship is I'll figure it out by myself and then fight, flight, go up in the head, spin it around, make some stories and then come to you when I'm really pissed
0: <laughs> <laughs> or really just upset with about yeah. everything yeah. like out of sorts. And one thing was so great that you said that because what I could see was relationship. I was attached to the relationship. I was attached to the outcome that I still wanted to be in a relationship with him. What did it mean that I didn't want to make love to him? That is like a death knell for mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've never met many people that want to hang out when you're not wanting to have sex with them. So what was wrong with me because I wanted that result and I couldn't have both things. Mm-hmm. When I was able to shift or when-, <laughs> when I was forced by my emotions to tell the <laughs> truth because I couldn't stop crying, I was able to see that being committed to loving and honoring myself and my partner, telling the truth was the only way out. And if that meant we weren't supposed to be in partnership anymore, then so be it. That's so brave. and That's obviously why people
1: don't tell the truth until the very last minute is because (laughs) they're afraid of what the outcome would be and that the person will leave or that they'll have to break up.
0: Yeah, so my experience is that the minute I start telling the truth, the intimacy goes way, 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 way up. And whatever disconnect has been happening either shifts into deeper connection or you kind of split apart because whatever's happening is too hard to talk about right then. And that, that's not something wrong. It's just like, maybe we need to go our separate ways. We need some time to ourselves.
1: So what was your truth?
0: So what was going on for me that I recognized was somehow our sexual connection had started to feel manipulative or perfunctory, like he was coming to me for sex, but not with love. He was coming to me. More
1: mechanical? Or yeah, more that's
0: that mechanical, perfunctory mechanical. Yeah, like that. That's a better for word. For all
1: those people who don't know what perfunctory means, <laughs> no, me it's, included.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's just that, yes, somehow it didn't have love behind it. I couldn't feel the feelings. Like, so, What did it, that look like? What do you mean? That, like, so what did that look for, like? You know, like when you move into making love with someone that you're in love with, There's like a essence of energy that's around you. You're not like, where's his hand right now? What is he touching right now? It's like you're in a dance in a swirl of energy that results in heightened feelings and experiences.
1: I'm looking at her like, I bet half of the audience out there is being like, what in the fuck is she talking about? (laughs)
0: You know, you guys, like when you have sex and love together,
1: you mean when he's touching you and you don't know, what is that? Well, you
0: do know, but you don't, you know, it's not like, oh, he's got my right (laughs) boob. Yeah. You're not like thinking
1: of step-by-step what's happening. You're just melting. In the experience, right? You're just
0: in the flow of the experience. And it is like a dance, like a dance that either you've learned the choreography to really well or that doesn't have one. And maybe it has divine choreography. (laughs) Ah, I love that. You hate it. Some people might hate that, but I love it. So all the choreography went away and it was all just, well, it was actually like it was just the steps. Like like I could just feel Like light the
1: fire, do the thing. Yeah.
0: Play play me a song, light the fire, say something nice to me, lie down.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you have done many podcasts where you've told all the things that you need. (laughs) So he... Just, just doing the things that you say you need in order to feel exactly. like Exactly. He's
0: romancing me and he's doing and then, it all and nothing is changing. I'm this like, is interesting. I'm watching him. I'm wondering like, oh, he's just doing this for sex. <laughs> all that stuff is going through my mind. Well, so there's some truth in that, right? Mm-hmm. So somewhere inside me, I had to admit that I was experiencing something and I didn't know what it was. I didn't know where it was in the field. I didn't know if it was in him or in me. And so the waking up in the morning on our seven-month anniversary and crying for a really long time let me know something big was going on inside of me. And it was very surprising to him. He was like, what? (laughs) What happened? (laughs) I thought everything was okay. But until I actually told him the specifics of, I don't know how to tell you this, and I don't know what it's about, but I don't want to make love to you, oof, (laughs) Like nothing could happen because I was mm-hmm. holding this tight space in my body. And as you can imagine, he was thrilled to hear that
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and really surprised because, on some level, he was engaging in the same thing.
1: Interesting. I didn't
0: necessarily know it at the time, but, and I'm not even sure he knew, but there was some part of him that wasn't present in that experience anymore. Now it was an experience, some of you will understand this, of physical release, like maybe more like friends with benefits. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Bumble it around. Oh, no, wrong episode.
1: Beneficial. (laughs) Beneficial. Um, You mean you guys stepped into that friends with benefits place? It felt
0: like we had stepped into a place where it was mechanical or just – no heart connection mm-hmm. in this in our sexuality. For me, that doesn't actually feel good. I don't love to do that.
1: Well, you've been very clear that that's not what you want. Right.
0: And so I since I was holding it all to myself and making myself wrong and bad and responsible, there was nothing we could do and nowhere we could go. When, the minute I shared it with him, which I have to say was so incredibly scary... Because I was now risking the only thing I think I want, which is my partnership.
1: And you have no idea what he's going to say back. It's like you have no control over what his reaction is going to be.
0: I don't think it's going to be good, obviously. Mm. And I'm also confronting whatever untruth is in the room that is also meeting that. Like what else isn't being said? Because my experience is whenever we speak the truth, all the untruth comes to the surface and starts showing up. So, everybody's lies come to the surface when one person starts telling the truth because the truth is so palpable and so mm-hmm. strong that everybody's like squirming and they're like, <laughs> so uncomfortable. I'm so uncomfortable. All right, I slapped
1: with your <laughs> dog's father. Your like, oh, uh, no. I don't what? Know what that, is. that was a human, by the way, dog's father. Um, but so what was his, then did he come back with the truth when you said that?
0: Well, it wasn't right away. Mm-hmm. And I, so, so again, that like, Gay Hendricks has this thing he calls the 10 second sweaty conversation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is like, you have to push through this part of you that's holding on to everything you've got in your life. And saying to you, do not say this or you will lose everything. Right. So you're in relationship. You've shifted again. And now I have to step into this like powerful place that I do not feel. And the only thing that I can do that's powerful is tell the truth. So I tell the truth. I don't feel like right now there's something wrong. I'm not feeling connected to you sexually. I All I want to do is stop you. And I, I can't do this right now. I don't know what's wrong. And what's so great about that choice of telling the truth is you stay with yourself and you only say what's true. You don't try to find a solution. You don't try to ask the other person what's going on with them. You just say it and then you wait in the space with them. Mm -hmm. In partnership, the other person will inevitably be choosing to sort with you in relationship, all sorts of things could happen. The other person could be threatened; they could be angry. All sorts. And
1: so, did Mr. Delicious step into relationship in that moment or partnership?
0: I think he stepped into the giant pause. I
1: think,
0: <laughs> I think that was what was not necessary. your giant
1: pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your manhandling pause. <laughs> not those pause. He no. paused.
0: Pause. Mm-hmm. I think we paused, and yeah. I think. I needed to say it and then we needed to get away from each other to discern what else was happening. What does a
1: pause look like? Like 10 minutes a day?
0: Well, it can look like anything, but one of the most, the kindest things you can do is tell your partner what you think it's going to be. You know, so at first we took a day apart and we both went and did our own things. And I did rest. I did need rest. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And he did go and do what he needs to do and spend a whole bunch of time in nature and climb and. Be manly with nature. Right. But that didn't result in anything yet. It was just like a first stage of understanding ourselves and realizing something was out of sorts, but there's still no answer. And I think maybe that's the hardest part about this kind of conversation is that it doesn't actually net an answer right away. The answer is simply say what's true when you realize something's true. Yeah. The first place that he came back to was, I'm grappling
1: with whether this partnership is what I want. Whoa. That's so not what I thought he was going to (laughs) say. Mr. Delicious. Not what I thought he was going to (laughs) say. And I'm so proud of him for saying that because that must have been, I mean, you're a very strong woman. And so that would be very, I could see challenging for him to have the courage to come back and tell you oh, that yeah I know I know and
0: which as you might imagine was not what I was looking forward to hearing I was praying that he was going to tell me everything's okay baby I don't know what you're feeling but it must be about you you know yeah, it's all about you <laughs> please don't worry maybe you're tired maybe whatever but there was a part of me that knew that wasn't true so if he'd said that I probably would have been a little like what
1: You'd have probably still been like, I still don't want to have sex with you. I still don't you. want to have sex with you, right? Because you can feel it, the untruth in that.
0: Right. There was something going on where my intuition was really tuned in that something wasn't right. And while I still thought it was me, when he said that, I was able to go, okay, it's not me. And now my worst fear has been realized. I'm going to have to stand with myself in my truth and let him walk away. If B- Because
1: it. your truth is what?
0: What? Oh, because I'm just saying where where I am is I can't make love to you in this place. And now he says, well, I have been having some doubts about our partnership and I have to care for myself more than I care for whether he is going to keep loving me. And I have to care about myself more and the truth that's really true than I do about whether he stays with me, whether this partnership is viable. I have to care about love. And my love of myself and my honoring of myself more than I have to care about this particular relationship.
1: Right. This relationship that's very valuable to you. Very important. Investing a lot into it. I have. So it's amazing that you were able to say, I'm no longer willing to go into that intimate space with you until you decide whether you're in or you're out.
0: Right. So that was the next step that happened. And, uh, he said, I need to, I need some space. I need some time to sort out what's going on with me. And his first, I I had a theory that there were two questions. One is, do you want to be in partnership? Like that is a choice. You have to Mm -hmm. give up other things to be. And the second one was, do you want to be in partnership with me? Right. And it was. There was. Did weird, you ask him those questions? Yeah, yeah. That I really <laughs> How'd that <didn't>, go? Yeah. <laughs> but one thing I realized was that every time I took another step to really do the hard thing, I felt better.
1: Mm. I felt calmer. Knowledge is power. The unknowing is so much more destructive and upsetting than just knowing the truth.
0: Right, and there's something victimy about waiting for another person to give you an answer. Mm -hmm. So, when I say my truth and he says, I need some space, I'm still already standing in it and I can say, okay, whatever you need, you take, I'm okay because I know I'm standing and I'm no longer willing to make love to you until this changes. So, I feel something shifting. Mm -hmm. So, now I've gotten my own power back and I've gotten a reflection that actually, indeed, something was going on between us that I wasn't able to put my finger on, and neither was he. He yeah, he's getting the bad. opportunity
1: to get his power back, too. Exactly. And you actually gave him the space to do that. I think it was at last week we were having the conversation about, um, uh, it was the one with the people at the airport, and we were talking about when you have a request of someone, but if you really say it in a way that they can't say no to it, then it's really not... Right. If you can't could, say no, you can't say right. yes. Right. So in this situation, you were allowing him to have a no. Yeah. And it and you were letting him off the hook. Like, it's okay if you don't want to be in this. And this is what I'm gonna do. Well, not as an ultimatum, but as no. a we're both taking care of ourselves.
0: Yeah, and that was actually a really tricky piece because I know we've we are we already had some podcasts about whether we were getting married or not a few weeks ago. I don't remember when. And all the things that come up for women and men about that. And I could have easily given him an ultimatum because of how strung out, honestly, strung out on emotions I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And I could have easily said, look, you know, you get out of here and decide what you want. And if you want me, then you come back and find me. But until then, stay away, you know, because right. that, that feels powerful, but it's only ego power. It's not really love. You would never treat someone you love like that. So instead, I had to do that thing where tell the truth, feel my own power, standing in that truth, knowing it's not about him making a decision whether we go forward or not. He's going to come to me and tell me where he stands, and then I'm going to make a decision right. about whether we're going forward from my part, and he's making one from his. And this was not an easy process, as you might. Oh my imagine. gosh, I can't imagine. It was really scary, and it was it brought up a lot of emotion. And of course, then I had to look at like, where was that coming from? It wasn't all coming from right now. It's an old abandonment story. We went through Avoidant voidant conversation <laughs> with you guys a couple of weeks ago.
1: And-, and have you guys talked about that subject? Yes. Yeah. And have you have. identified what your tendencies yeah. are? Yeah,
0: I'm anxious and he's avoidant. So yay. Yay. <laughs> we, wouldn't, we shouldn't choose this, but we are both pretty mature. And mm-hmm. we have looked at really these significant differences between partnership and relationship. And we've really worked on these edges. So all that my truth did, and sometimes it is the woman who comes up with the truth first. And um, one of my teachers, oh yeah, Allison Armstrong, who's going to be on our podcast pretty soon. We're so, so excited. Uh, calls it cough it up. Mm. And it's got, threat. is it? It's cough it up, something it up clean it up. But first you have to get it out. And so you just make yourself say the truth and then you figure it out from there. Sorry, Elson, for butchering that (laughs) saying.
1: You can set her straight. (laughs) Uh, She'll she'll
0: set me straight in a couple of weeks. So so what I just had in my power then, I no longer felt like I was waiting. Mm -hmm. I was certainly not as stable as I would feel If I knew I had his love and he was in my court and all that, because I definitely was about thinking I was about to lose something that was really important to me, but I was willing to put it on the line.
1: Which is for an anxious is the (gasps) most painful feeling. And I don't think people really understand this. If you are an anxious, the thought of breaking up with someone or someone leaving you or stepping out of partnership is like literally the worst feeling on the planet. We would rather... In state. our, we would rather. St- yeah, I was going to say, in our unhealed state, we would rather stay in a relationship that is not going well rather than be left or be separated.
0: Right, and I think the thing, the only reason I can do it is all it requires from me is to tell the truth. I cannot come up with a solution. I cannot tell somebody else their truth. I cannot do anything but say what's true. And half the time, it's like. Ah! Ah! get super high and I get very tight because I'm not fully in my loving. I just know this is the this is the avenue to my loving to getting back into a real partnership. And so the truth is that we will he and I will never lose our partnership as long as we stay honest. We may not be lovers, we may not be married, we may not be anything, but we will never lose a sense of care and love for each other and honoring and respect if we keep telling the truth. So, he came back to me with his truth, and his truth was, first, yes, I want to be in partnership. I've decided that's really important to me. I'm not sure it's you.
1: Oofa. Oh. did you go but i'm the gal of holy fuck <laughs> <laughs> how could you not want this <laughs> uh he oh. wasn't
0: sure he wanted it and that So what what the beauty of Krista is it's like looking in a mirror, just a few years younger, but it's still a mirror because she's also anxious.
1: And so she can feel
0: when I say these things, what they feel. And she's over there squirming in her chair as
1: much as I Because I know how that feels, especially to be in relationship with an avoidant and the dance that has to happen and how the tendency for the anxious is to not say the truth. Yeah. Because they are afraid the truth is going to end up with that person leaving. Abandonment. And aban- an avoidant, really, I don't think they have as hard of a time saying the truth because so the person walks away, great, they have more free time. <laughs> they, you know, the avoidant kind of gets what they need.
0: Yeah, interestingly enough, in this situation, I think how it
1: looked was he was just
0: going along because mm-hmm. the stakes weren't as high for him because he didn't have this huge commitment to He doesn't have the abandonment piece. He has right. the enmeshment piece. He's terrified he's going to be overwhelmed. So when I'm coming on more and like with Just more come in commitment. Deeper, and coming look deeper me in the eyes. Make love to me from a different place. Now he's like, pulling away. So he yeah. doesn't know it, but he's already
1: pulling away. And you can so sense he, it.
0: And when he goes off on his day by himself, he feels better. I feel worse. I spend exactly. the whole day worrying. Uh huh. But he feels better. I like check his drawers <laughs> to see if he's left anything behind. It's horrible. And we're maturing, and he. So then he had to take more time to sort this next piece. And what we did next was actually I thought it was really brilliant was we stayed connected. We didn't stay connected physically, like sexually, but we did stay in the same house, and we ta- started talking, mm-hmm. and we got. We both got our, uh, what, overactive amygdalas, <laughs> our settled. nervous system settled. Good. And we started talking about what were the issues, what were the things, and what things were really in the way. And it was such a great conversation because it, I realized that I didn't know those things about him.
1: Mm.
0: How could I be saying that I was loving this man so much and there were these things that I didn't know? Now, of course, he didn't tell me, but that's also because I didn't ask. And in partnership, another of the nuggets that's so important is that you both have responsibility for making sure that both people's needs get met. So I'm responsible for myself, but I'm also responsible to notice I'm feeling like there's something going on over there, not to ignore it.
1: I feel like it's easier to ask the other person what their need is totally. than it is to like cough it up and say what my need is.
0: That's why it's cough, up. <laughs> It's like a hairball,
1: right?
0: <laughs> or we missing Hermione. We have no hairball.
1: <laughs> That's my the like cat. cat in case get,
0: like, they're not gonna
1: You guys you're don't know what I'm talking to. about. That's
0: my cat. He used to cough up fur balls who's recently passed.
1: So I'll have to be the um uh, the crystal cat will mascot. have to be our <coughs>
0: Yeah, so for for anxious, coughing it up is a big deal. And for avoidant, as you might imagine, coughing it up is also a challenge because they're avoiding any kind of confrontation and that kind of thing. So, But we're both mature, and we both have decided that we were going to really look at this and really find out what was going on. It was very, it's probably one of the scariest few days, emotionally scary few days Mm -hmm. of my life. And it was powerful because... Because we stayed together and stayed in conversation, I began to feel his desire to want to want me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like he wasn't quite ready to choose me, but I could feel like he wanted to want to choose me. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but if you really think about it, that happens, right? Where Absolutely. we don't actually necessarily want something yet, but we really want to want it. We really want to be loving. So, you got to go
1: on the discovery of why, I it's like, you know, he loves you. Right. But that's no a question. different, that's completely different than wanting to be in partnership and relationship and be with you all the time.
0: Right. And I'm not maybe the easiest person. I, I have like aspirations. I have a podcast and he's going to appear on it apparently. <laughs> right. And we have lives that are complex, and I'm writing books, and there's just, there's stuff everywhere. So, choosing you is choosing, choosing big. Choosing me means choosing big. And that might be one of the things that was hard to choose. Like, what if he doesn't want that life? He gets to say no to it. Yeah. And that was my biggest fear, really, of all the things was that he would say no to me because I'm doing all this stuff right in
1: the world. So has is there a solution that's come about, or is there, what's, where, where are we at? <laughs> where are we at?
0: Well, because we stay so connected, I would say that where we are is that two nights ago, we went for a nice walk in our beautiful town in Ohio, up on the top of a ridge, and we could see the whole ridge, and it was a gorgeous night, and we kind of fell into step together just walking up this bridge. And something about that, I think, brought us into contact with our hearts again mm. in a really sweet way. And just our feet were on the ground and the sky and the sunset was so beautiful. And giving space to an issue means it has space to kind of soften and then there's more words about it. And then it doesn't feel so big and scary. And he can say, well but what if you never want to camp with me again? (laughs) Or, you know, what if it feels super important for me to hike and I want you to go with me and you won't go? And then I feel like I I have this place inside me that never gets fulfillment of wanting to have you do these things with me. Like, what if I really want a woman that'll do those things with me? Where will I go with that? And honestly, we really started to talk about what could he ask for, and how could I meet him? Mm-hmm. Not from a place of sacrificing myself, but right. from a place of like, no, I can do that. And he does have some specific requests that really
1: push my buttons, which will not be revealed here today. I want you to hike up that mountain naked in it, heels.
0: You know, there have some similarity to that. So, um, I've, I've had to just not, I'm just not sharing them right now. But... What happened to authenticity? I, though? <laughs> I, I'm being authentic. I'm not sharing. Um, but what is true is there were, now we're ways for up me, stories in our know, heads that know, are way worse. worse. Yeah. Well, just go ahead. It's fine with me. But what's true is I was able to calm my nervous system down and listen to his request from a place of what if I could do that, or even better, what would I need to give him what he needs, and that is what started to change our shift something in our conversation. I was like, well, if you did this and this and this and prepared it, like, so let's use camping, please. (laughs) (laughs) Because
1: that's boring enough.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, I'm sharing my whole life with you. Can you make that scenario one where I can find myself safe and happy and make love to you in the time that we're camping? Because what happened last year when we were camping is we were on this mattress that (laughs) deflated every night. And we were in the middle of this huge group of people. I'd never met even one of them. And I met like, 80 people in one day, and we spent a week with them, and it was very intimate. It was a freaking workshop in the the woods, you
1: know? Catherine's like, where are my red red silk curtains and my flowers in the tent? (laughs) Exactly. Well,
0: and the funny thing was other people had red silk curtains and flowers in their tents, but we didn't. And so
1: what I discovered
0: I needed was a camper. Uh, (laughs) Good. I discovered, and... If you want me in your life, and you want me to camp with you, and you want me me to be available to you like wholeheartedly, I need she needs a some wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I need a bathroom, and I need some heat in the freezing cold, and I need a bed. Yes, I can have the windows open.
1: Compromise, I not sacrifice.
0: Well, it's not compromise, but it is. It's so fascinating, Krista, because this process in partnership is that no one says yes unless they have a true yes. So, is the camper okay for him? Exactly. So now I say I could give that to you if you gave me it. If we find a camper, mm-hmm. I don't care if we borrow it. Like right. I don't care where it comes from. If we get to go in a camper, I can do that. And now it goes back to him. And he's like,
1: will that fulfill his
0: need? Will that fulfill his need, number one, if we're Mm -hmm. in a camper? Is that going to do it? Or number two, is he willing to even be in a camper? Like, what if he thinks the tent is the thing and that's it? So there's a place where there's a decision to be made about how much you have to have it all your way. Right. Because it might have to be all your way. Or maybe there's something you can soften on that isn't actually going to destroy the experience for you, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe, and so he's like, "Well, not a 24, 54 foot thing." And I'm like, "No, no, no, no." You know, like those little minimal, yeah, little sporty, sport about things. I don't know what the hell are called, but anyway, I know that Mercedes makes one, and I know that Dodge makes one. And I know we're much more likely to get the Dodge, even though I want the Mercedes. But see, I can let go of the Mercedes because it's oh, there absolutely you go. not that important to me.
1: Now, Mr. Delicious, you've heard it recorded.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, baby, shoot. No, no, I need that. So how often do we do that? We claim we need something we actually don't need. We, I really, of course, nobody needs a Mercedes. Right. So let's get
1: real. And... If he really wanted you to be lubed up, you'd have Mercedes. <laughs> if,
0: well, yeah. And there's different levels of. But if he I, wants to go tramping with you, he <laughs> needs to have a am I'm, I'm really okay with the Dodge. Okay. I really am. And I can make that work. And the fact that he's meeting me at a camper mm-hmm. is, is amazing. Yeah. Right. So now I can be available. That's all we're asking in these questions is what is it going to take for you to meet my need and be available? So I'm not lost in, in the sacrifice I'm making and I'm giving my life away because I want to save the relationship. That's the key thing I think we're trying to ask you. You guys, do you, under, do you hear us today? Like, can, are you willing to tell the truth in order to reclaim your life and see if your partnership is worth it?
1: Because it's scary to know, but it's scarier not to know. I'm going to keep saying that because it it's like you could have sat there for a whole other week or two oh. in your body, suffering, not knowing what was going on, drinking a little more, exactly. eating a little
0: more. You know,
1: maybe doing probably some of getting things. snippy comment. You know, the things that right. we do in reaction or pulling back out of like, fine, you're not going to treat me the way I want, and then I'm just going to come over here. You know, it's that whole anxious avoidant typical behaviors that start happening, but instead. You walked into it and just said, here's my truth. I would love to know your truth. Let I actually me know. don't want
0: to know your truth, but go ahead and tell me anyway. <laughs> tell
1: me your truth anyways. When you know it, and he gets to come back and tell his truth, knowing that it's really not going to be your favorite thing to hear, you get to hear it and go, hmm, gunk, and then come back and give him space, and you guys keep navigating. And so, exactly. now, today, where are, we? Where are you at? Well, where we are...
0: And so, you all know that we're spiritual, and we have all these other beautiful beliefs about how the universe supports us. And right now, I feel like this has been, we've been given so much support spiritually all around this thing. The timing has been really mysteriously miraculous. Mm-hmm. And what is happening tomorrow is that we're leaving for a vacation in Hawaii.
1: <laughs> and three days ago,
0: I'm like, no fucking way am I going to Hawaii. With this guy,
1: I'm not. And the funny thing, you guys, is that I gave Catherine a book a couple of days ago. I didn't know any of this was going on. I gave her some book. It's just like how to have great. I don't know even know what the it's title like, of the book is. It's David
0: a, Data was like conscious fucking. No, I don't know what it was. It was fucking,
1: <laughs> holy fucking. And I'm like, read this book and like try and she, these practices. And Catherine's well like, I'm going to take it to Hawaii and we're going to read the book together and we're going to try it all out. So, no, that you, so just to correct, you told me a week
0: ago before this. Hit the fan. Uh-huh. Okay. So back then, I thought we were good. Oh yeah, so it was and only it was, a couple so days ago. I read, I gave the it book. Was, so a couple of days ago, yeah. this all happened. So I was like, "What are we?" And then he said to me yesterday, "Are we taking the book?"
1: Because <laughs> that's no pressure here. I will not have sex with you, but now here's this book that's really sexy, and it's supposed to. <laughs> and you know, it's my
0: homework for holy fuck. Because Chris was like, "I'm not doing this right now." Because I don't, don't have anybody do to this. do it. We with. gotta tell us if it works. No, so, I told
1: you I would do the book. I just would have to do it with my vibrator, and I'd have to. Try oh, that's all right. The that's right. We out.
0: finally got to the vibrator. So we will find out what it what the book is like with a vibrator. What the book is like with, with a, partner, a partner.
1: And then we'll as get long back as we to stay you.
0: partnered and we will <laughs> let you know what happens. So I feel like my partner and I have moved back into partnership. Great. And loving, really loving. And we will see what happens in the next seven days for us as we navigate this tricky time of moment to moment. Where are we in all this and what are our commitments today?
1: And I so appreciate you sharing the story today because I know it was probably this feeling of like, oh, it's just a little too soon to share it. But also, yes. it allows the rest of us to go on this journey with you. And we've all been there, but maybe not. Maybe we didn't tell the truth or we didn't get to have this experience around it. And so, I love that you're modeling what it looks like to attempt... To be conscious and in partnership with someone, and yeah, sometimes we mess it up, and we just keep going back in, and we do it better and uh, learn.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I, you know, I know that both of us can identify in our marriages that have not made it. We and we're certainly not in partnership in the in my marriage. I will say for sure, I don't think I told the truth ever. Yeah. I don't know. I had no idea what the truth was. It wasn't, I didn't understand that I have a truth that lives in my body and it's, I can't do this or I feel scared or whatever. And that that truth generates the other person being able to be honest with me with I don't have to have the solution and that's another thing. If I'd have to know what to do like okay, then I have to break up with him, I would have been so scared. I wouldn't have been able to just say the simple next thing. Right. Like, you know, it's like it's Tuesday and I have red nail polish on. That's how you should be able to say the truth. And when you first get it out, it's harder, but that's all we're talking about. And then everything else is between the two of you, how you navigate after that.
1: Well, look how you're shortening the time period, because in your marriage, for as long as that oh, lasted, and you never told, you know, it was hard to tell the truth, and now you're in this new relationship, so you're seven months in, and you're like, hey, something's not right here, and you went for it. Like
0: That's true. And that middle
1: relationship after
0: my marriage where I was engaged was five years, So 15, five, five, seven seven months. months.
1: I hope all our listeners
0: are considering (laughs) the idea that telling the truth about what is going on with them, their Mm -hmm. truth, and allowing their partners to meet them, even if it feels scary, is possibly the best way to go to keep your partnership alive.
1: Cool. Well, I'm super excited to hear Yay. about your trip, trip when you get Hawaii. back. And la, 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 I hope the book provides la, la. a lot of entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: First question Chris is going to ask me is
1: How was the book? And that's going to say. Give
0: all the answers how she How much needs. love did you spread? <laughs> <laughs> so, on that uh, note, on that we, note, love, we you. love you all. Thank you for listening. Spread the love. Spread the spread love. The love the legs no love. <laughs> My legs just in <laughs> the air very spread. So sorry you can't see it. <laughs> Bye y'all. Bye. <laughs>